0: To another long-awaited Miles More Madness. Tim, I missed you. Have you missed me?
1: I have, CJ. I mean, it f- I felt like uh, I even got a text last night from a from a friend of mine that said, "When is the next Miles More Madness?" And I said, "Do you miss us?" He says, "No, I want to hear your picks so I can pick the opposite." <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good so we are serving some purpose i love it
0: yeah we're making people money in a uh an exact way um that's pretty good yeah i got a uh i think i got a a tweet from somebody today asking for it so there's like two people who want to listen to this so that's that's good um how, how things how things been you you're finished with your broadcasting career and well not your broadcasting career totally but you're uh you're Games. done calling games so does so it feel good to, to have that,
1: that called that my play. last called my last game Minnesota uh, uh, hosting Iowa Iowa uh, got a very good road win um, and played well I thought they did a, a very good job played well again last night too and when you look at what they're able to do uh, it was good I uh, am uh, yeah now have some host uh, uh, some responsibilities in the studio with the Big Ten network. That will be uh, I think the third and fourth of March, the eighth of March, and then the Big Ten tournament in Indy. And so uh that'll be that'll be fun just sitting around watching basketball, talking about basketball. Kinda of what I did. Yeah. Like when I coached. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's it's it, this journalism life and, and uh coaching life, it's it's not that different. You just don't get to tell as many people what to do now.
1: Well that yeah, and I don't have to uh uh, I could just walk away from a bad game and not worry about it. Yeah, better say, sleep, better sleep. Oh, yeah, ooh, so that was a bad so game. two
0: guys, two guys who aren't probably getting much sleep right now. Scott Drew and, and Bill Self. I'm in I'm in beautiful Waco, Texas right now, coming to you from the uh, Hilton Garden Inn. I've got the uh, beautiful pond right next to me, and uh, there's going to be a, a basketball game that I think some people care about that'll is be that played a, here at. Uh, go ahead. Is that
1: a- is that a pond that is man-made or that cows drink out of,
0: or both? <laughs> I think it's man-made. I don't see any cows anywhere near, so I think it's
1: I is think it's Waco, man-made. Is Waco have cows? Are there? Is it? I always assumed Waco was like way out there. You know, I mean, like in the like a more like a. It wasn't like Austin or obviously Dallas or Houston. It was more rural and stuff like that. Am I incorrect?
0: I mean, it's kind of out here a ways, but I'll be honest, I haven't seen any cows. This is, I think, my second trip to Waco, maybe. Maybe third. No no cows so far. Never
1: one cow one time. How about Ames, Iowa? You ever see a cow?
0: Probably seen some cows in in Ames. I'm, I'm just so focused on trying to stay warm when I'm in Ames that that's like my only focus there i mean is there a place that's like colder than Ames? there there, there can't be many
1: hey, 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 hey i live north of the arctic circle in mayville north dakota <laughs> yeah, grand true. forks minot so.
0: i've never been to the dakotas
1: i've been to all 50 states that's impressive that's impressive
0: all right so this this kansas baylor game 11 o'clock saturday tip just go Saturday right now. AM. You just
1: go. I want to hear what you're saying. Just go, because you have a lot to say. You're fired up. I got up. a,
0: I got a lot to say. Just go with what, it. What, Tim? You've you've had a chance to watch both these teams. Let's start with you. What do you, what do you think about this game? Did you watch the first one, round one?
1: I I, th- I thought Baylor looked phenomenal. I picked Baylor to win. They did win. You didn't. Uh, I believe in Baylor uh, beyond a doubt. You don't. I I I think Baylor wins. Remember, the only time they've lost this year, they gave the game away to Washington, who was at full Mm -hmm. strength back then. And um, uh, I just—they are very good defensively, tough-minded. They—they do a lot of things well. They shoot the ball well. They don't let you shoot well, and and they've got dudes, you know, of all shapes and sizes. They've got dudes of all shapes and sizes.
0: I um I'm I'm interested to see the coaching how how the, the adjustments that are made for this game because I thought in round one, Baylor did an excellent job of basically shadowing Doke with the second defender. So anytime the ball was in the air, there was somebody there. Usually Mark a lot of times Mark Vidal, but somebody was there on the help before the ball even arrived. They made it really, really tough for him to get his touches he ended up scoring six points on three or six shooting in that game and when you frustrate him his effort hasn't been as great in some games and he got i thought he got tired that game and i don't know if it was just physical fatigue or physical and mental fatigue and basically both teams guarded their butts off for like 30 minutes and the last 10 minutes or so of the game kansas got kind of tired udoka got tired they were able to to hit him on some some quick hitters like some some cross screens that I think they got him on twice with Gillespie getting easy buckets and then they were able to drive at him, and he just wasn't as much of a presence in there when they drove. They were able to drive and dish, and really I thought that was the difference in the ball game. Like like for for thirty minutes, both teams just kind of jabbed at each other right with a, with such good defense. And I'm interested to see what Kansas will do to try to get Udoka the ball and how Baylor will kind of maybe adjust to whatever adjustments Bill Self throws at him. But Bill Self is a kind of coach that I think he runs what he's going to run and he's really good at picking the times to like when, when to run what play, right? But I wonder since Kansas played Monday for this one, and so they've had – Bill Self has had a lot of time to think about it. I'm sure he's going to gonna throw the kitchen sink at him. Last time they played – they had a Wednesday to Saturday. So, Tim, how, how much does that, like, matter when you get another another couple days to prep, with, especially when you've got a big game that, like, you're probably throwing more into it than you usually would?
1: It can work against you, too. You can almost overdo it. So I think you've got to mm-hmm. you, you, – you want to make sure that uh, it doesn't become a Super Bowl type of game, even though – for the regular conference championship, it kind of becomes that. What you want to do is 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 really, you know, take w- – w- what you can do is take the time to kind of prepare on some of the auxiliary things, you know, out-of-bounds plays, maybe freshen those up a little bit, uh, you know, maybe a side out-of-bounds, you know, whatever it might be, and and, mm-hmm. and see if you can't freshen it up a little bit and have a couple counters ready to go for what you normally do uh, and then, you know, you might get a few extra reps to it. Okay, we know they're going to be there on the double on, for Doak, Uh, You know, let's look at, you know, how we retreat out of that, what we can do. And the hard part is it's it's hard for Doke to uh, to dribble out and, and create offense. You, you know, I think of the Ethan Happ t- type of guy that when he got doubled, he would dribble out and then become a penetrator. And mm-hmm. instead of just dribbling out and passing, well, Doke's not going to do that. You know, uh, he's just going to mo- be a mover of the basketball. So it almost allows Baylor to come hard and really not have to pay the price of that double, uh, unless Kansas, you know, makes the extra ball, uh, makes the extra pass, reverses the ball, and makes threes.
0: So here's here's how I see this this playing out. The, the the keys for for each group. I think with Kansas, they have to figure out a way to get Garrett and Dotson downhill. And get into the teeth of the defense, and get Baylor's big to lift, and maybe get be able to get some lobs to Doke, and then they've got to be able to make some jump shots to kind of loosen up Baylor's defense a little bit. Because if they can, if they can help and like like I said, shadow off of like for instance, they they helped off Garrett a lot, uh, making sure that Vital was that guy there when when they would th- try to get the angles for Doke and throw over the top. And, you know, not a lot of teams – surprisingly not a lot of teams have, have done it as much as you think they would in, in terms of, like, having a second guy there before the ball even arrives. Um, and Baylor did a tremendous job of that. But I think Kansas has to to make some jump shots. In the first game, KU went 4 of 15 from 3. So got got to be better than that, obviously. And then for Baylor, I think that they've got to continue to – you know, wear Doke down as, as as much as they can, and I mean probably just kind of duplicate what they what they did the the first time, and keep Kansas from from getting to the middle of the floor. Because like Texas Tech, obviously they don't want teams getting middle, but Kansas was able to get middle against them and get into the the paint and, and gave them some trouble. I think I think that'll that 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 thing. In terms of Kansas on offense and Baylor on defense, I almost think that's the, the biggest key to this game.
1: Well, when you look at that first game, too, if you remember, and, um, you know, Baylor played, I mean, six guys. I mean, they played uh, – Bandu played nine minutes. Matthew uh, Moyer played eight. Tristan Clark, six. Flothamba before. So they really mm-hmm. didn't use much of their bench, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. what's interesting about that, and, and Kansas spread their minutes out uh, a bit more, but what's interesting mm-hmm. about all that is if you look at the second and fourth quarters, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Baylor, so the last 10 minutes of the first half, Baylor outscores Kansas 26-12. And in what would be the last 10 minutes of the game, they outscore them by four, um, you know, when they've got the lead. <clears throat> and, you know, so so they were able to have their right guys on the floor playing well at the right times, you know, whether that's foul trouble or whatever it might be. But I think that's a good thing to keep an eye on, too, is, uh, you know, th- those kids are in phenomenal shape. Any amount mm-hmm. of, any amount of uh, I, th- I think, uh, uh, what do I want to say? I- any way to get into Baylor's bench has got to be paramount for Kansas.
0: And another thing to consider in this one is Maceo, Maceo Teague is questionable. He's got a wrist injury. He hasn't played last couple of games and he he might play but he might he might not uh, it's still still up in the air he's been doing some things the last couple of days I've been here at, at Baylor's practices but um, still up in the air whether he'll play or not he had six he gone live that, that first game
1: well we better not say I, I will not ask yeah, that question uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll keep that keep that off but uh he he he's questionable I mean I think I think it's probably like 5050 whether he plays or not so uh, everything and in li- a- Hey,
1: let's think about this everything in life is 50 50 We're dead or alive it's either yes or no you either win or lose it's 50 50
0: 50 50 but but Bandu's a pretty good fill in there if uh if he can't play i mean they're they're all about their four guards right like all th- those four guys are kind of what make them go so gonna be a fun one i'm uh i'm looking forward to it i think the adjustments Back and forth will be fun to watch, and um, let's let's make a we're gonna make a pick on this one now, and then we're gonna we're gonna save the rest of our picks for for later on. Well, let's so, start Tim, with I'll Beller. Let you... Let's start with Beller. Oh yeah, let's let him get in on this. Who's he think
2: wins? Kansas Jayhawks.
0: What? what why Kansas?
2: Um, I think the better. I just think they're the better team. I think that they're more well rounded out at this point than they were uh, when these teams first met. <clears throat> I think they're more ready to take. Uh, what Baylor's going to throw at them. I think that uh, the fact that they have been able to game plan for this since Monday is going to play to their favor. I think they even the score and we get a rubber match in the big 12 championship game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what do you say? I'm taking Baylor Scott drew the fighting Scott Drew's
0: taking the Fighting Scott Drews. Why? Why you think Baylor?
1: I think they're better. I think they're a better team than Kansas.
0: Yeah, I think they're a hair better. I, I I just picked Baylor to win the national championship in our uh, whatever you want to call it pre or is it? I don't, I think we're past midseason three quarter picks. I got I got Baylor as my national champ. I've been going back and forth on this because I think this is a like I said a kitchen sink game for for Bill Self. They're going to want this thing really, really, really bad. And the fact that they've been able to prep since Monday. But I do think Baylor's a smidge better. Earlier in the week, I was going to pick Kansas. But, man, I think I'm leaning towards Baylor. Home court, that place is going to be rocking. I say Baylor just barely gets them. I think it's going to be a great game.
1: So good. Take that, Michael Beller. Wisconsin, Michael Beller. All the way this to means Final Kansas four. is going to win. You got out. a
2: Wisconsin game to pick later, so I can't wait to hear what that is.
0: I don't even know who they're playing, but we probably should pick. Tick the Tick
1: tock. <laughs> Here's what I say: tick tock, tick tock. The carriages. Man, to he's turn got he's
0: puck. got a lot of. I'm just looking now. He's got like 27 games for us to pick.
2: You can skip over some of them. I just want
1: to give you plenty
2: <laughs> of uh, opportunities to uh, you know separate yourselves from one another. All
0: right, so before we get to those tim i want to ask you about your uh this broadcasting career you've you've had and are currently having and hopefully don't have in about a month or two right what, what what'd you learn what what do you think what'd you think going into it and what are the takeaways coming out of it now that you've finished calling games presumably that that you won't be doing this next year
1: yeah i i Going into it, I didn't quite know what to expect. I knew it would, wouldn't be easy, especially, you know, I'm more of a storyteller kind of uh, folksy guy. You're more of a podcast guy. Yeah, kind of think off the top <laughs> of my head type of stuff. And that did worry me going in that I wouldn't, I would be too choppy or too folksy. Um, what I didn't realize is, is according to Twitter, how bad my voice is. So that was, you know, but but I really, and I didn't like my voice either. It would be like, if I did this. I would need to train my voice. Uh those mm-hmm. guys that that really hit it, they're like actors, man. I mean, they're out mm-hmm. there there's from their diaphragm and they're 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 not just hanging out talking basketball like you and I. Like they're bringing it. And um and, and that was I think fascinating. There, there, there was this part of what I would think of as acting. You know, it's almost like you are performing for the microphone, for the people. Um and I was just really never had that. I was just out, you know, kind of like you know, flipping shit and hanging out, like t- trying to say something remotely humorous or valuable, uh, to add value to the program, but it just moves so fast. Uh, and you don't always get, you know, the control of what highlight like to watch or you know, yeah. a couple of times I got like the circles on telestration and stuff like that. But I, I thought that would be more available. Um, and apparently it's it's either really expensive or just doesn't is not useful, you know, obviously to the broadcast. Mm-hmm. So I thought a lot of really cool people to work with, a lot of really talented people to work with. I mean, people that, that like these play-by-play guys, they know teams inside and out, and they'll go do four games in a week. And it's a new team every, you know, new two new teams every time. And they are just studying it, and they know it, and they're on demand. And, you know, it's really impressive stuff when you see these guys, um, radio, TV, whatever it might be, uh, the way they call games and the amount of preparation that goes into it. So kudos to them. I got a great deal more respect for them. Um, but, but, you know, I think, you know, it was funny. Uh, Ed Conroy asked me, you know, what's one thing, like the one sign you've seen that kind of just resonated with you or what's one game or practice drill that you've seen? And really what I've seen is that it doesn't matter. Like what I've seen is it doesn't matter. All that matters is the, the the group you've got, the connection they have, their willingness to play tough minded, their ability, talent, skill, and those things that, you know, there's so many teams that are kind of the same that just don't quite have enough, whatever it is, togetherness, buy-in. Um, well, if you're weak in any one area in some of those leagues, like the big East and the big 10, which I kind of specialized in this year, uh, and after eight years in the Big Ten, I think I could probably call it a specialty uh, to say that if you're weak in any one area of the game, uh, you can get brutalized. And so, you know, I, 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 I really think that, you know, what matters is that it doesn't matter. That's too many times I've sweated the small stuff that, quite frankly, the idea is just how do we get this group together and, and, and get on a run and get going? Or how do we build this team? Uh, from doing it. And now with the transfer portal and maybe the one-time exception, I've already got my I already got it figured out for the new one the one-time exception. I'm going to take a new job and take every transfer. Now they can't transfer.
2: <laughs> so I'll only
1: recruit transfers. Take like only recruit transfers. No I's brilliant. Ads. Yeah, just That's only brilliant. take division 1 transfers and then nobody can transfer. So what's wrong with that? I mean, now now we've got them right where we want them. So um it's just so the deal uh,
0: is they'll 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 have to sit a year, on their second no, no, transfer. Can they or can they yeah. never do another transfer? They'll have to sit a deal. A yeah, they'd have to sit a year. But but
1: yeah. you know then then you know you open that up. Whereas, um, I, I think you got to just you know, you know try and game the system somehow. So, um, uh, and when I look at it, you know I mean I just think it's important that uh, we we, as we as coaches, you know do this that we just understand that uh kids haven't changed but the society has changed uh, and the acceptance uh, of of uh the fluidity transition of all these situations hurts building teams and i remember I. I hearing I I don't know what I was watching or a game or whatever. And one of these kids that transferred said, if any of my teammates had said, Hey, don't transfer, I, I probably wouldn't have left. And young guys don't look at it that way anymore. And I think you have to get them to look at it that way. Like we are in this together, but nobody wants to, you know, upset anybody or confront especially anybody. And so you need Mm. a special breed of cat, you know, to be able to do that and and so you have to have you know those guys and in fact I see that right now in Connor McCaffrey at Iowa I think Connor McCaffrey being a coach's kid has been a silent killer for that team and has really helped them uh doesn't shoot it that well really doesn't score really doesn't care uh phenomenal assist to turnover rate guards really hard uh fouls really hard you don't get a layup on him you got to go make two and uh Mm -hmm. And where I didn't like him when I played against him when he was younger and, and, and thought he dribbled too much, he's improved a great deal and really is a valuable key. And he's that kind of quarterback tough guy that I'm talking about uh, that uh, I think teams need. And he's really done a great job, I think, for Iowa that way. That's just one that jumps out at me. That's not a superstar, that is a team guy, this, that, and the other thing, that's really helped that team.
0: I don't think he'll transfer.
1: You <laughs> he get kicked out of the house <laughs> by Margaret for sure. What?
0: What do you? So, what do you think of this rule? Do you think? Do you think it's the right thing to do, or do you think that it's it's just as is it going to be the death of college basketball? No, I, I
1: just I think it's unavoidable. It's going to be a way of life, and I think that uh, like anything, there'll be notable change, and we'll figure out how to do it.
0: Do you think we'll end up changing back to what it was before? Or do you think it's it, it's here to stay?
1: Probably here to stay. It's hard to it's hard to once you open up that uh, can of worms, it's hard to get them back in the yeah. can. Uh, yeah. And the other thing is, uh, you know, the, what I can what I worry about is the divide. And granted, there are more mid majors, but of course, San Diego State's been good for a long time. And Dayton has been good for a long time, right? And they have high major situations, okay? I don't know if anybody's ever been to San Diego. It's a pretty nice town. Uh, Pretty Mm -hmm. attractive for recruits. But what I worry about is, let's say, like, when I was at Nebraska, I've got a, a young team that we're trying to bring along and we're just not quite winning as much. Now you can get, you know, I mean, they can just take off. They can get purged you know uh and and you could just go to you know ground zero on having to start over again and and I don't love that uh you know because you might be able to invest in a young guy so much that um that you know i mean the that that now as he gets better, somebody who's more established than you you know i think I just think it makes program building even harder and I think
0: the response from people will be like, you know, there's, there's worry that there's going to be a lot of poaching. Right. And the response from people might be, well, we'll just, you know, don't tamper if you're a head coach, but, or an assistant coach, but how, how difficult do you think that is Tim with, so let's, let's say there's a scenario where an AAU coach calls you and you're coaching, you know, X, Y, Z school. And he says, hey, um, Billy Joe is thinking about leaving. If he left, would you take him? And this is the middle of the season. What are you supposed to say to that? Because if, if you say, hey, I don't want to talk to you until he's done, maybe that's, maybe that's the proper response. But if, if you say, I'm not interested or whatever, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about that now somebody else is going to say they're interested kind of how how, do you think that's where it gets really dangerous? I think that already happens right now. I mean, that's just what happens
1: right now. And, and, and the proper response, um, is, you know, Hey, until he wants his release or gets his release, I really can't talk about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. but some of these times, like you might be talking to a guy, you're recruiting two other of his guys too, you know, and mm-hmm. so you've really got to choose wisely because usually what will happen the next sentence will be, no, coach, he's gone. <laughs> you know, like it. he's gone. It's, it's happening. When we release mm-hmm. it, we'll be, you know, handled later. But, uh, you know, it's just that, the, you know, that, that is where the gray area lives. And, and I don't know how you'll ever stop that gray area. It's what goes on now.
0: Yeah. And and I just I, don't I know the, that you, sh-
1: like, I just think the more transparent the kid is with his own coach and with everybody else, the better, you know? Yeah. And you always yeah. assume there's discussions or there's people back and forth. And, you know, I had, you know, I know another league coach when I lost a kid, uh, they're like, this school's tampered with him. This, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, two different major conferences in the same state, right? So one school is in a big league and the other school's in a big league, but they're not in the same league. But I'm in the league and this coach is telling me they're tampering, they're tampering, you watch. And he was right, they got the kid. And, um, uh, but what do you do about it? I mean, like, you know, I mean, I've never blocked a kid anyway. uh, So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to start that. And I don't think we can anymore even. So who cares? Uh, It's never really been in play for me. But really, what you want is just transparency, man. Just, and we probably need a trade deadline. <laughs> like you can only go on the last day. Yeah. You know, from the last day of classes, you're staying at that school. You know, because you mm-hmm. know I lost a kid uh, June 30th one year, who was 18 and nine a game, went to Syracuse to be immediately eligible, and that hurts a team. That's that's you know. So hopefully, if they do add this, we you know maybe if the coaches fight for anything, it's probably a deadline.
0: Michael, we should go back through all these podcasts and have an Andrew White count. How many times Tim's mentioned Andrew White? Because, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it it still irks him. Who? Because I think that's probably, that's probably the right. 11th reference of Andrew White. I mean,
2: I knew who he was talking about uh, when he first started saying it, but then removed all doubt for anyone when he said Syracuse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good Not kid. Better. Good, good kid. Um, I mean, we could we could talk about this all day, but uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how it plays. I think the one thing that where it backfires for for coaches in another way is Tim. We've talked about the the handling a roster, right? And you don't necessarily want too many kids eligible at one time because how are you going to keep them all 13 happy? And having those when you get transfers, having that forced redshirt year. Can be beneficial to the player in many in many cases because man, a lot of there's so many players that get better in that year, and it also helps the coach because you don't have to worry about them in that year, and you you have one less playing time situation you have to worry about because if you have 13 guys that are eligible, it's too many, and this is, I mean, I think they're have to going to be, coaches might have to have more conversations with guys about redshirting than they already do because now everybody's got transfers, right? Like it happens almost everywhere and it's kind of a nice luxury to have a transfer sitting out.
1: No question. It's great for practice. It's great for everything. Uh, and I've thought about that too. How are we going to, you know, there's, you're still going to want to redshirt guys. I mean, they're still mm-hmm. going to need time to acclimate. So, but then they, you know, it better be a guy where no, I know I'm not leaving here uh because if they think they're only kind of in and they might go somewhere else where they have to sit out the next year now they're going to lose that year and so mm-hmm. you know i think you know but that's a discussion they really have to have
0: yeah it's it's going to take really 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 a special young man to like be willing to transfer and then redshirt cuz all these kids that are going to transfer they're going to want to play right away
1: yeah I mean, yeah. I, th- I don't know about all of them, but I, I think I'll, you know, I, like uh, the vast a, majority. A yes.
0: Them. Vast majority. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that'll, that'll uh, be, I, I like that we went from your broadcasting career to that. That's, we needed to talk about that. So good job by you. Now I want to, the voice thing, are people like being mean on Twitter talking about you your know, voice? I
1: have, I've, so if I say something a little bit like, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I'll search Tim Miles on Twitter and immediately uh-huh. you get two or three trolls mm-hmm. that are like, is that a girl? <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, That's that, hurtful. that was kind of mean, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, we really had, uh, a lot of fun, uh, and enjoyable. Uh, you know, you worked with a lot of different people and a lot of really good people mm-hmm. and you learned, I learned a lot and, um, but you know, it's about time to put Tim Miles Enterprises basketball and entertainment <laughs> is the byline. Uh, it's about to put time to put it to bed and get back into coaching.
0: Did you ever get business cards?
1: I do have business cards. I'll take a picture and tweet it. It says basketball yeah. and entertainment because when I made I them, gotta get, I, I didn't I gotta know. Get one of those. Yeah, I didn't know what else to put on there, like basketball and what. And so I figured, well, if I go watch somebody's practice and, and consult for them, that's basketball. Uh, I don't want to put broadcasting or podcasting, so I just put entertainment. And so when I was at my golf club, I handed my card out. Hey, uh, come up to the offices, the world headquarters of, of TME, Tim Miles Enterprises. And uh, and they're like, basketball and entertainment. Hey, my grandson's got a, uh, a birthday. Can you do a magic show at his house <laughs> on Thursday? I'm like, shut up. So Draw it was fun. There. Yeah, I don't do magic shows. That's it. We nope. we both
0: I know we both love him, Bruce Weber. How awesome would it be for him to ha- do like a year of broadcasting with, <laughs> with, oh, with yeah. the Bruce voice? Yeah, and I think oh, he can do magic. Man. By the way, yeah, and he can do magic too.
2: <laughs>
0: oh man, that'd be good. So, la- last thing on this: Did you find yourself more, doing more preparation at the end, or did you do more early? Was more, is there like a happy sweet? Yeah, spot more, early, more early,
1: more early. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I had a game sheet and then I hardly ever, Doug Gottlieb told me, you know, you could have a game sheet, but you won't use it. You'll have some notes. You're going to know the teams Mm -hmm. pretty well. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, right away, I really leaned on them. And then, you know, there's, there's really just no reason for the uh, the analyst to have to say, uh, Oh, he's six, eight averages four points a game. You know, like that's not your job. You know, that's the other guy's job. Now it's nice to have that information. And I'm kind of a numbers guy, so if a guy's outperforming it, but really, your job's there to add value. And so I I still did prep, but it wasn't as like a, what the minutiae, you know, like of the stats and the heights and weights and stuff like that. Um, More kind trends of just and stuff
0: like that. What's that? Yeah. More trends, what you see on tape, those kinds of things, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. What I'd watched on yeah. TV, what was happening in the league, what this game meant, and and I'll tell you, Luca Garza is a division. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of Iowa recently, and Luca Garza, holy kabuli! I mean, uh, I'm first team All American type of guy on him. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's pretty unreal what, what he's become.
1: All right, we're, we're going to
0: skip Michael's uh, little segment on on Creighton, Iowa, and BYU. Maybe save that for next week. Let's let's do some picks. I'm in. Sound good to you? All right, so. We're gonna start with. Uh, oh, let's get the records. I let's see. Do I have it pulled up? I think I do.
2: While you're getting that, let All me right. just say, let's definitely bring that back next week because that's a golden subject to talk about. But it's okay to skip it for this week.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a great idea, Michael. We're just, you know, I I, I got another podcast I gotta do. You know, Tim's gotta probably go do something. Shower, maybe shower. Shower. <laughs> yeah, you, I can smell him through the mic. So. Let's, uh, first let's say these records,
1: by the Uh, way, folks, CJ is broadcasting from a hotel room in Waco, as we've heard before. And he doesn't sound like I sounded as good, but he's, he brought his microphone. I did not bring my microphone and I would like to know on Twitter does CJ sound terrific? Does he sound great? Could you tell when he made fun of me so many times that um, I was in a hotel room and and even though I may sound echoey and all that stuff? Because earlier CJ had himself in like a corner and he was bouncing off the walls. His voice sounded awful. We finally relocated him and surrounded him with pillows on his bed. And he sounds great, which I already knew. And Michael Bellard already had figured out too somehow. Well, you know.
0: At least, whether I sound crappy or not, my commitment to the pod—being willing to pack Check a bag. the mic and and the headphones—I mean, you gotta respect that,
1: right? I respect it, cause i <laughs> I I just haven't done it. You just haven't done
0: it. All right, so let's get to the records. Whenever we picked last time, it was just feels like a month ago. I was four and one against the kin. I'm now 42 and 30 against the Ken. Like that's that's a legit record. I'm pretty proud of myself.
1: Wow! And you're keeping score and keeping the game. So just so you know, pencil never loses.
0: <laughs> you were one and four against the Ken last time, and you've dropped to 35 and 37. But I've got sympathy for you because my picks against the spread on print I suck. So I'm about right there with you. About the same record on my picks against uh, against the spread on the print side. So there we go. So and then last week, I went three and two picking winners overall. I'm now forty two and thirty three, and you went two and three and are now forty one and thirty four. So we're real close on that one, but you could make up some ground here because Michael gave us like thirty seven games. Let's do so, it. So let's start out with Gonzaga BYU. And, Michael, I assume the second team is the home team in all of these? Yeah,
2: right? it says that in the email. But, yes, the second team is the home oh, team. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it, does. There it is. Folks, here's what it. happens
1: when CJ is in charge of the outline and we can't even get a hold of him because he's just, I mean, out there hanging on Scott Drew's every word and, um, <laughs> and, and waiting for Bill titillating Drew, for Bill Self to arrive. and And so, Michael and I – you know, first of all, I like I make a dime every time I get to talk on this show, and so Which is I don't die more
0: than I make.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, your other duties as assigned. So Beller, uh, Michael, uh, he he puts together the lineup today, and uh, but and CJ comes unprepared, unprepared, and uh, all he cares about is his own writing. You know, mm-hmm. not the podcast, mm-hmm. and so that's where the bitterness lies beer. in. This is my third right. show of
2: the day too. I started off with college basketball in the morning, then I jumped to baseball early afternoon. Now I'm back to college basketball. I was just in Mexico 24 hours ago, having the time of my life on vacation, oh, and I'm no able way, to wait, g- wait. come right back in and get the rundown ready. The least you could do is read the full email, CJ. I, I
0: yeah. I mean, we're doing this on Friday just because of you for, for for so you could have your vacation. That's a fair point. We waited a fair around point. for you. Come on. <laughs> All right, let's get to these dang picks. Screw you, Tim. B- B- Gonzaga, BYU. Ken has Gonzaga as a two-point favorite. Who picked? Who? I, I think I'm up to pick first since since I made you pick the uh, other one first. All right, I'm gonna say BYU's been pretty good lately. Uh,
1: well, I'll say BYU pulls off the upset. BYU. You're such a sucker. I'm taking the Zags, man. The Zags could be the best team in basketball. They're going to the Final Four for sure, and they're winning this game. For sure. And
0: they they did – Gonzaga did beat them by uh, 23 last time, which doesn't make me feel too great. But, eh, BYU's hot. Haven't lost in a while. Going to get it done. Go, Go Mormons. All right. Oh, my God. Next up. Uh, Michigan. Are you saying that about
1: uh, Baylor too down there? Are you going to just at the top Go of your Baptist. lungs by the pond back there? Go Are going to yell? Go Baptist! Oh,
0: Go Baptist! God. I got you. <laughs> All right, Michigan Purdue. Purdue is a two-point favorite. Tim, you're up.
1: I mean, you talk about Jekyll and Hyde on this Purdue team, man. <laughs> Good lord. So Livers did not play against Rutgers. And but if livers close to get livers, did if he, he play be, right before that yeah, played before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm taking Purdue because I'm of the inkling. What of the ilk. I don't know what you call it. I'm of the thinking that livers won't play. I'm taking Purdue.
0: Yeah. M- Michigan's kind of figuring some things out, but liver, livers is important. I'm, I'm going to go Purdue too. I, I, I don't, I think you are smart in the Big Ten to just bet on the home team. So, home team wins, Purdue. All right, let's uh, go to Florida State, NC State. This is at NC State. NC State coming off that big Duke win. Ken has Florida State as a one-point favorite. I am up, and I am picking the Seminoles. Just had a conversation with a one of Baylor's assistants who, who told me, he thinks Florida State's one of the best in the country that that maybe isn't getting quite enough love. So tough to score against those guys, and NC State's due for for a uh, a letdown after that Duke win. I
1: say so. I, I agree. Unfortunately, I agree with you because uh, not even for the good of the cast can I come in on this one. Although the blow by Coach Krzyzewski, uh did on Kevin How about Keats. That? uh, was made for TV. I tell you, that was, that was good, good video right there. Uh, but anybody, I,
0: have you, has anybody done that to you before? Like hardcore, like, that? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. I had one guy used to squeeze when I was a small college guy, he squeezed my hand really, really hard. Like, like he was trying to crunch his big, strong dude. So, and he'd blow by and not say anything. So as he crunched my hand, I did the, um, like a Gilligan's Island thing where I kept my hand in him. I kept walking. And then I like threw one leg up in the air and like hopped on the other leg. Like he was pulling me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was awesome. Oh. It was all awesome cause we just won on the road and he was, do being you a have, jerk.
0: do you have video of that? For no, me? no for, God. No. Cause it, it would have been VHS been at best VHS. Yeah. But no, oh, I did be, that. It was cool. fun. It was that's fun. That's pretty good. Oh man, the
1: blow by is just—it's not a cool move. I mean, what, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm I really am with the other coach. Like, I mean, the handshake line is just is what it is. I mean, we don't I get, really need it necessarily. I, I, if yeah. we wanted – well, if you really wanted to do sportsmanship, you should do what the Big East teams do. Both teams are out, uh, line up on the floor for the um, anthem. Then you go over, mm-hmm. shake hands, wish That's them a good, good. game. And then you can walk free afterwards. Yeah, just do it before point. the game instead of after the game.
0: I mean, it's by, the handshake line is just inviting altercations.
1: Yeah, there, you can show sportsmanship, and I, I understand you do it after, and some people do it after, and um, but you know, I just I don't know. It, it uh, yeah, emotions run high, and we're not playing golf. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's more combative than that. So I just think it's, let's go. It's like football. Find them if you want them. How,
0: how about this week? I am I was at the Houston-Tulsa game the other night. Did you see Frank Hay got, got booted from that one?
1: No, I missed that.
0: So how about this? Houston is on defense, okay? They throw it into the post or something. Houston gets called for a foul. Is the officials going to report the foul to the table? Heath gets teed up. Play Why? resumes. He was saying something. I don't know what he was saying. So, ball that Houston shoots their free throws. Comes back. Tulsa's got a, you know, baseline out of bounds. They throw it in. Five seconds later, Houston fouls again. Official goes to report to the table. Haith gets hit with another T in his
1: Now, just so our listeners are clear, Frank Haith coaches Tulsa, not Houston. Right? So, yeah,
0: he is benefiting from these calls.
1: Can't, How about uh, that one? That's crazy.
0: I don't think I've ever seen that one before.
1: Frank, got, didn't he and Hurley get kicked out last year for just like talking to each other? Maybe
0: I don't know. I think they did. Yeah. Hurley at UConn. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I don't know, man. It was, it was bizarre. Then like maybe one or two possessions later, a Tulsa kid, there's a dead ball, like officials play, call, um, blow a play dead. Yeah. You're and getting a tactical.
1: Somebody from Tulsa's getting is a getting
0: a, a Tulsa dude. Just kind of throws a bow into the chest of a Houston guy. And he falls back, you know, big, a little bit of an acting job, but pro- probably the smart response is just to fall back, you know? And then uh, one of the officials, like, grabs two of the Tulsa guys who were, like, trying to come over. He, 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 like, basically walks them away. And then as he's got them far enough away, tees both them up and, like, boots them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was chaos. But, the, uh, the
1: refs yeah. are getting uh, – this is a hard time for the refs because the coaches are Ollie, The refs are alley. Everybody's yeah. Everybody's a little edgy.
0: Yeah, so go go back and go back and watch that one. It's it's pretty entertaining. All right, we are at Marquette Providence. Marquette is a one point favorite, and I think you are up to pick, right?
1: Taking Providence, I think they've got the length, athleticism to guard Marquette. They already won at Marquette. Uh, I like. Uh, yeah. I, I'm taking uh, Providence College to win.
0: Providence is pretty good at home. Correct. But Marquette. I have no idea. I think they are. I, I'm just basically if I'm wrong, I'm pulling it out of my butt and saying that they're, they're good at home, but Marquette's lost two straight to Nova and Creighton. I'll, I'll, for the good of Pod, I'll go, uh, I'll go Marquette
2: here. Providence, uh, recently Providence has been excellent at home. Uh, they beat Seton Hall at home last weekend and then, uh, Ten days ago or so, they
1: beat Creighton at home. Hey, yes. hey, Michael, the the I, picks are made. Hey, picks are in. Samantha. Uh, yeah, yeah man, he's, he's just, just helping me out context. here.
0: Blind, blind squirrel finds a nut. Oh,
1: okay, I just don't want him changing his pick.
2: No, yeah. Oh no, no, no not, we're not letting him. I'm take not his going pick. to. But yes, Creighton at home, Seton Hall at home. Providence has wins, it's got him back in the, on the bubble. Those two wins really.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and see, sometimes yeah. I actually know something, and I was yeah. right. Yeah. All right, Florida, Kentucky. Kentucky is a five-point favorite at home. Kentucky's been playing pretty good. I, I think uh, – but Florida's been better lately too. But I, I think Kentucky wins and covers. This this would be an opportunity, though, to maybe do the, uh, the old Kentucky wins, Florida covers thing. But I'm going to say I, Kentucky wins and covers.
1: I, I'm exactly with you because the next pick is going to be close to that.
0: Ooh, okay. Oregon at Arizona – Arizona is a five-point favorite. Man, Oregon is just – oh, I thought Oregon was going to be better. I'm a little disappointed in the Ducks this year. Um, um, but, yeah, this is a golden opportunity for that deal. I'm going to let you do it, though, Tim. I'll, I I'll say Zona, so, Zona.
1: Okay, I got Zona winning, not covering.
0: Okay, it's a good call. But I, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you go with that one. All right, uh, Maryland – at ohio state ohio state is a two-point favorite and michael i hope you're writing these down because i'm not if you could do me a solid and write these down that'd be amazing maryland <laughs> at ohio state ohio state a two-point favorite tim you go you pick you pick this one first this is this is I a mean, tough one
1: how ohio state's favorite is beyond me and i got him winning um Mar- I'm taking Maryland to win this basketball game. A roadie. Anthony Cowan is just... So, you know, like, you know, there's teams that are physical. Like, Iowa mm-hmm. really throws it inside and then has enough guard play. Minnesota throws it inside. Uh, Illinois is really physical. And you you don't really, like, honestly, um, there's really not a discernible style of play. Uh, you know, they run motion for Maryland and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't say they're, like, they... they They impose their will on anybody, but they survive Mm -hmm. the other team's will better than anybody. You know, it's like they take punches, take punches, and find a way to win. Uh, I'm just really impressed with Mark Turgeon and and what's going on at Maryland this year, and I believe in Anthony Cowan, senior point guard.
0: Old Sticks and and Cowan. Cowan, Cowan, Cowan? Cowan. I'm going to go with that. They're they're one of the better inside-outside duos. Those two are pretty good. I'm going to – I don't think I've gotten an Ohio State game right all year. Whether I pick them or I don't pick them, I get it wrong every single time. So, go Buckeyes.
1: I agree. I mean, I was like, (laughs) how do you pick them?
0: (laughs) Go Buckeyes. We'll be different because this is one of those where I I have no idea. All right, Butler at Creighton. Creighton is a five-point favorite at home. Creighton always pretty good at home. Creighton has been hot quite the story we'll hit on it next week because i know you love creighton and you you i mean it was always your favorite team to play who you got in this one
1: i think creighton man they're playing great and they're great in that building and i'm just ignoring all the stuff you said
0: i'm sorry i unplugged my deal i was, I was getting a little hot on the laptop <laughs> 200, <laughs> degrees. You there. It 200 degrees 200 degrees heat me up all right who'd you go with in that one uh creighton Creighton. Creighton, 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 Creighton. I'm going to say Butler to cover Creighton to win. All right. Two more Rutgers at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a four point favorite Rutgers is pretty crummy on the road and good at home. If I, if I remember this correctly, I'll, uh, I'll say, Badgers, Badgers.
1: Did we Steve lose? Steve Peichel. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> Can't you hear me? Thinking. You're thinking. Uh,
0: Good Lord, man.
1: I believe in my too much I I I just think you know. Kobe King left, and they spiked. They've won four or five, and they've beat good teams.
0: You're gonna pick Rutgers to go in there and win straight up.
1: Yeah, I am for the good of the Ooh. show. Michael, Rutgers,
2: about Rutgers, <laughs> zero chance. You confident, Listen,
1: Michael, again, Michael? Michael, am I on all the right side right away? Gets all emotional <laughs> right away. Gets you care too much, Michael. No, I've, I've, I've watched a lot of
2: this team all season. They're an excellent team at home. You guys know, I'm very honest with you guys about what I think uh, about Wisconsin. I think there's a pretty low ceiling on what they're going to do in the tournament because there's yeah. there's they, I, I don't trust anyone as a creator. I don't think there's no one guy on the team I think that can create a shot for himself or anyone else. They run their action, and if they get open and the shots are falling, they're pretty decent. And if they don't, then they're not. But... As CJ said, Rutgers bad away from home, or and Wisconsin's been very good at home. So I think this is a, a setup for the Badgers to win relatively comfortably. Keep Rutgers at arm's length all game. So if
1: I just question, keep
0: picking Big Ten teams at home, I'm going to be all right. I
1: think. If um, is there a hockey, what do we call them, match in town this weekend at Wisconsin? I don't know, because that's when they turn the ice up a little colder too, and that could affect Rutgers because. <laughs> I mean, you're playing on the pond, basically. Then
2: I feel
0: like we've got a good story here. Get, get, give it to us. No, I'm just that telling was, you what that was happens, a thing that happened. I
1: have in there and put the little chemical warmers in my uh, shoes. So would you really? Feel them. No, but I, I mean, I thought about it. Would
0: you wear two socks? I double up on no. The col- I on just the cold floor. I
1: just would regret not having the chemical things sitting there like early in the game. Then I kind of forget about it. <laughs> And then I go out at halftime, and I'm like, God, it's cold.
0: Yeah, I, I, my feet get cold easily. I, I got a foot warmer underneath my desk at home because I'm that soft.
1: You are <laughs> soft. Do your kids, like, cry for you?
0: Do they, do they cry for me when I'm gone? or? No, I don't mean cry mm.
1: for you because like, they miss you, but they just cry for you because you're so soft.
0: Because I'm so soft. <laughs> they cry for themselves. Do they cry they, on your behalf? Yes, softness gene. (laughs) They've got my softness gene. All right. Wichita at Cincinnati. Ken has the Bearcats as a three point favorite. Are you up to me or am I up?
1: Me. I've lost track. I have no idea. You're up. Witchy Woman. Who's saying that? Witchy Woman. The Eagles. She's a witchy Uh, woman. Was it the Eagles? Yeah, I think you're right. It was one of my
0: favorite bands as a little kid.
2: It's the Eagles. The worst respected classic rock band there is oh
1: oh what they are you two, talking about two part netflix get
2: out of here <laughs> docu among very well respected classic rock bands and you're talking to a very big classic rock fan just go oh. check out my twitter bio they're the worst of the respected ones so
0: desperado um, yes. hotel california i'm
1: aware of the
2: library cj
1: those are some great freaking songs so you oh. hate Seeger and linda ronsad
2: Wait, wait, do you lo- do I like I hate Seeger? No, I like Bob Seeger. Um, all right, cuz if you hated Seeger,
0: I would come to Chicago and I would take it to <laughs> you, nah, Michael. I like
2: Bob Seeger. You know, he's the he's the, the Midwest uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um but no, my uh my favorite band No, Springsteen's
1: are, the East Coast Seager. There you go.
2: There you go. We're all Midwest guys. So I can so, get on board with so that. So, who are
1: your uh, bands?
2: Rolling Stones, the band, Leonard Skinner, CCR, Led Zeppelin, Chuck Berry. Otis Redding, Sam Cooke. Uh, all right,
0: you've you've Otis Redding. You've totally redeemed yourself.
2: <laughs> I have excellent taste in music. Let's be honest about that.
1: I have the best but Spotify eight year old C J. So anybody you. known to mankind? Is that right? You should yeah. share it with us. It's available on ha- Spotify. T S Mile 66. Six. six. Oh, I'd have you. to
0: get on Spotify and figure out technology, but I might I might do that.
1: Yeah, rate review <laughs> rate, rate rate review and reply or yeah, there you <laughs> what, what you call it? Everybody, please right rate, there. review,
0: and reply the, <laughs> the the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Okay, uh, did, so, did you, you, so, so you're so taking Cincinnati, you're going, Wichita right? St- you're going Wichita State? I am. Shockers? Donovan. Yeah, Cincinnati wins this and covers. But uh, Wichita has been playing a little better lately. Come on, get together, Shockers. But, uh, yeah, c- Cincinnati, they, they've, they've got to keep pace with the uh, – Houston, they're a game back now.
1: CJ, I just threw a Donovan out there, and I was waiting for Michael to reply, because he would know what that means.
0: A Donovan? I I lost that. What was it?
1: When I said, yep, witchy, it's Donovan. I'm not a Donovan fan either. (sighs) Season of the witch. (laughs) To die for. Remember, Nicole Kidman's on ice, under the ice, and uh, whoever, uh, Matt... What was the character's name, her husband in the movie To Die For? I don't her know. Se- oh my god! <laughs> uh, he, she's ice skating, figure skating over a dead Nicole Kidman, and they're playing the season of the witch. What movie is this? Donovan. To Die For.
2: Yeah, I've never seen it. It's based yeah, on a, a true story, Well,
0: it's a true story that happened a long time before Michael and I were alive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm checking. <laughs> to die for 6.8 I mean, out of seven Kevin.
0: what year it's was a, it the story come out?
1: on pamela smart what year did it come out uh it's with uh uh river phoenix uh gus van sant uh directed it matt Dillon was the husband
0: and what, what year, year did it come out yeah
1: i mean why it's Probably like the, an eighty six by Rotten
0: yeah, Tomatoes. A, yeah, we Michael and I were in freaking diapers. We didn't
2: ninety five. No, yeah, yeah. Ninety five. Ninety five. Still never
1: seen it. I was Rent not it. in diapers then. I was not in I, diapers. I was rented. I was, Rent a, a, I, was ele- I was eleven. Any, anybody listening, if you haven't <laughs> okay. seen it, if you're of that age where you just missed it, it is essential. Is it as good
0: it. a day as the thunder?
1: Better. Way better. It's got it's got more killing because i mean that's that's Kid- nicole
0: Kidman's best film right probably days of the no Time. no no to die for is better
1: <laughs> i'm just kidding
0: all right this is uh let's 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 put a bow on this thing been been, been fun timmy i miss you i really did
1: yeah we've been rambling i did a uh, 2 hour podcast earlier this week with who you've been cheating on us i did yeah well i had to talk I had, I had i had burn off some energy who some guys best? in town some guys in town they call it three beers later it was fun
0: Okay, we'll go check out three
1: beers later. I, I guess it's I'm long. With that. Yeah, I don't think it's that. Uh, you know, I've got
0: time. I'm maybe on my flight home. There All you go. Right, I'll uh, I'll I'll check out three three beers later. Is that what it
1: was? That's what I said. Yeah. They rate and, also, and review also, beers. Why they Why they do their podcast? That's
0: fun. Let's Let's get some people to rate, review, and subscribe to Miles More Madness. That would be That'd be cool. And and we'll next next week if if we get some more good reviews we'll we'll read them out loud because I, I enjoy I,
1: that and I will be in L A without my microphone so let's just let's oh just come all on take down and deal with it.
0: take your microphone I'm, I showed some leadership this week and you I'm did. hoping you'll just fall in line and and bring your microphone it's it's possible I've shown it's possible I checked the bag basically just because well, I I don't know if I would have been able to fit a week's worth of clothes otherwise but. The, the microphone made it. I checked the bag for probably the first time in like 15 years. So Yeah, you took a picture of you checking
1: problem. a bag You of the contents. Of your, you had put your clothes in the luggage and then you had the microphone on top of it and it looked to me like you need a new undershirt.
0: <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I'm on kidding. that note. I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I th- yeah, I don't even think there was an undershirt. No, the there picture. wasn't. There was, I don't do undershirts. I'm not like... 100 years old
1: so i that's what i was just gonna say i get cold if i don't have one
0: (laughs) appreciate everybody listening enjoy kansas baylor tomorrow i know i will hope it's classic stay efficient america
1: he's so excited he just can't hide it